0: This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month, we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode.
1: 508 family, it is your boy. You're probably thinking, who in the world is this Tim Tebow slash Trey Kennedy, crispy beard look alike. <laughs> My name is Pastor Devin Fry, and it's an <laughs> honor to have you on this podcast. With me to my right is both Whitney Cook and Pastor Keaton Tucker. Say what's but up but to but the people. Pastor At least Keaton.
0: half the size of Tim Tebow because that guy is gigantic. Bro, you've
1: never—you don't I'm think I look like you. Tim Tebow? I've gotten that look like for literally years. Like
0: maybe like in the way that mini Me looks like Doctor Evil and Austin <laughs> Powers. Maybe that is the
1: most offensive thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life.
2: <laughs> Come to Connect Church, you will be humbled. <laughs>
0: I can see why they say you look like Tim Tebow. I've gotten Tim Tebow for literally years. Who's yeah. your celebrity look like? Uh, do I have one? Yeah. Do you? Uh, maybe Rob Gronkowski when I shave.
1: I, I can know. see it. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you're that, also no. a huge mini me of Rob I am, Gronkowski I am. as well. Because <laughs>
0: so. I'm I am actually not taller than P Dev. I just tell him I. My I'm small. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little person.
2: But Pastor Keaton will look you dead in the eyes and tell you that he's taller than Pastor Devin. I sure will. His stick. His <laughs> That's
1: the definitely height. his shtick, even this though he's probably three inches shorter. Okay, it's like what do you five? Quarter, quarter of an inch.
0: What are you five foot? I actually have no idea. I haven't been to the. I can't. Actually, I'm five foot ten. Because people five take 10. that as advice.
2: I have a question on behalf of all of the women in America. What? A yes. sh- what's
1: a
0: short king?
2: What's the deal with like guys fight about who's taller? And like, it's a real thing. Do you feel like that comes from women? Like we are judging you on your height or is this like an internalized thing? Yes. All of it?
0: All of it. Okay. And, I don't know. So there's actually, I think guys know this. At least there was a study done. Guys like tr- the way they dress is more to impress each other than to impress women. It's the same thing oh, with girls. Oh, women too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah. and it, like bantering about height is just like, a, it's fun. You well, I think, nobody wants to be the short guy but this is what I
1: think because of all the uh, guys I've had conversations with is no guy wants his girl to be like this hey babe can you pass me the plate <laughs> nobody nobody wants to do that because they just feel so little now you being 6 foot Amazon 7 woman. foot
2: tall I'm 5'9 for the record and all of the short kings listening I'm 5'9 <laughs>
0: hey I wear boots for a reason, because I don't <laughs> like being short.
2: See, but the thing with you, you're both what five nine? I'm five no. uh, so five ten. ten five give me that I inch. Think
0: we're about six foot. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're uh, uh, about six. You ten. guys in can faith. talk about
2: height a little bit more like neutrally because you're not short.
1: We're actually an inch above the average male in America. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 So that's about five eight.
2: But it is fun to call you short kings. <laughs> but I'm not a short king. I'm <laughs> a medium kings. king. Get it right. At least we're not calling you short jokers. That's not. That's funny. true.
1: <laughs> Well, I feel like I'm getting attacked more, which is why we're actually starting this series right now. We are going to be launching into a new topic, a new series. Uh, Every single month, what we like to do is we like to have kind of a subject that we tackle. And uh, this this month in particular, we're going to start a new series called All the Smoke. Smoke. All the Smoke. And really what we want to do is we want to address controversial topics using biblical principles. Mm. And so for this upcoming series, I need you to share it with a few friends. Because ultimately what we're going to be doing is addressing some things in culture that we see, generational trends that we see, and then really using scripture to highlight, hey, this is contradictory to what God's word states and says. Yeah. What I'd like to do is I'd like to dive into a few key verses and i like to break a few of these down really quick. Uh, so I'll read a couple of them and you'll see them on the lower thirds on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not on podcast, take some notes, listen to this a little bit later. But Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says this. I'm reading on the Amplified Version. It says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. Mm. Mm. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and even empty deception, according to the traditions and musings of mere men, following the elementary principles of this world, rather than following the truth of the teachings of Jesus Christ. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophies and empty deception of mere men, uh, rather than following the truth of Jesus, how often do we see this in Gen Z? How often do we see this in Millennials? How often do we see this in overall church world? Culture has taken over, and they're teaching our people a lot.
0: Yep. Yeah, every day, every every day for the last two thousand years. Mm. You know, this was that was written a long, long time ago. So there's nothing really new. But uh, when you hear philosophy, you might be like, "I'm not a philosopher. I don't read."
1: Like, I'm not a philosophizer.
0: A philosophizer. <laughs> I don't read those books. No, but you do have ideas. Mm. Yeah. And you do, your ideas shape how you see the world. Mm. And there are ideas that sound like Christianity but aren't. Mm-hmm. there. Are, and then there are ideas that are just adamantly opposed to Christianity. And they're just kind of at war. And they take people captive.
2: Yeah, I think... A lot of things take us captive that we're acutely aware of. Mm -hmm. And the dangerous stuff is stuff that's taken us captive. And we have no idea. Mm -hmm. Which
1: Which leads me to really the key verse for this whole series. So that's a perfect segue. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 11 says this. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes.
2: Come on. Mm.
1: So... First and foremost, we need to identify the big elephant in the room right here. Whether you're a person of faith or not, you have to understand as people of faith, as pastors and as leaders, we believe that the scriptures are our moral authority. We believe that Jesus is ultimately the image and the person that we are trying to become like. And as a result of that, scripture states that Satan is a real person. So you Mm -hmm. have heaven and you have hell. You have God, but you also, you have godly, You have godly people, you have godless people, you have uh, evil, and you have good. But really, scripture highlights right here that Satan is a real person. Satan is somebody that is trying to outwit us and ultimately do what? He's trying to distort our purpose. Mm-hmm. He's trying to pull us away from God. What, what would other yeah. things be? That's Satan's really job description is. We know, we well, find it in scripture. he yeah, wants to lie to you. He wants to lie to you because he he's the father you.
0: of lies. He's the father of lies. He hates you. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not want to see you flourish. He doesn't want to see you thrive. He would actually like to keep you in the pit that you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. Like, I say he's a schmuck because I just can't stand him and I'm like, it's the lowest insult I can think of. You're a, sh- <laughs> you're a schmuck, Satan. Um, but that's what he does. He lies to people, uh, keeps them stuck, gives them to the trip up, distracts them, distracts them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's something
2: for clarification dev when you say just for the sake of good theology when you say satan is a person you don't mean human correct Mm -hmm. what is
1: well he's a fallen angel yeah Yeah, that's good Mm -hmm. clarification so he's a fallen angel really more of a more spirit being a a spiritual being Mm -hmm. um but the bible says that he is really the god of the earth the air how does that scripture say the prince he is the 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 prince of of the the power of the air exactly and so, really, he has been given authority of the earth. Now, we also have authority given to the earth. So, this is why the scripture matters a lot, is in order that Satan might not outwit us, so we know he's a trickster, we know he's a schemer, we know he's a liar, the scripture states, we are not unaware of his schemes. And this is why we want to do a series like this, is to expose to you things that are schemes of the enemy that you might be fallen susceptible to. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I would say Satan's schemes would be falling into four major categories. I want to do through, I want to do four of these, and then I want to go through some of the solutions of this mm-hmm. at the end of this episode. Uh, the first would be discouragement. Mm-hmm. The first would be discouragement. Satan's schemes are he loves to bombard the human soul, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if either one of you guys have ever gone through a season of discouragement like this. <laughs> uh, Uh, this is such a tactic of the enemy where he burdens your soul so much your emotions so much to where you are really debilitated and it keeps you from your purpose
0: yeah and so he uses discouragement to kind of keep you like stuck and wondering if you're doing the right thing so like have I gone through a season of it like at least once a year right at least (laughs) once a year where I'm like I just had one a couple weeks ago where I'm like dear God I'm doing the wrong thing I'm in the wrong everything's gonna go bad and I'd like call a mentor of mine to be like Am I like reacting? What's going on? And had someone walk me through it. Um, Because he he will lie to you about the things that you care most about and get you discouraged. And if you don't have like encourage means you can like you have courage to go forward. Discourage means you don't have courage. You got to stay where you are, if not retreat. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, He comes after me.
2: Oh, yeah. I I don't know if there's a human being that hasn't that doesn't face discouragement on a biannual yeah, <laughs> yeah i yeah. mean uh, regular once, once a regular month, once a month yeah. i have to decide if i'm going to um I, I think what's important for a lot of us is to decide are we going to ignore our discouragement or are we going to face it and work through it mm-hmm. and a lot of us don't have the emotional health to withstand that mm-hmm. so we get discouraged and then we just stop and get distracted mm-hmm. because we don't want to like exist in that feeling for long enough yeah um So yeah, we just get discouraged and then we let that discouragement speak to our identity and then we just stop Mm -hmm. and we pick something else to look at. And I think that's why a lot of people don't grow Mm. is because they're not willing to face discouragement and move forward. Like what you said was so practical. You faced discouragement and you called someone who could walk you through it. The thing the Lord's been saying to me over and over and over again about my own emotional health journey is, the only way out is through. Yeah, The only way out is through. You got to go forward. And so you literally were like, I'm not sure I have the ability to get through on my own right now. Yeah, Literally last night, Dev, I texted you. Should I tell the story? Let's
1: go for it. You want? Yeah, I
2: texted. I I wasn't going
1: to say it, but you can say it. Yeah,
2: that's so funny. I hadn't thought of that until right now. I preached last night at uh, CY or Youth Ministry here, and I got off stage and I was like, can't win them all, Wit.
0: I'm feeling called to banking right now.
2: (laughs) And I texted Devin and I literally said, just preached an L. LOL. And what what was your response?
1: I said we all do it. we all do. We all been through it.
2: Like, and what's so funny is I had four or five people come up to me after service and say, wait, that was so good. Thank you for that. Like, that was so helpful. I had grown a." And in your mind,
1: you're like, "This person is a full blown liar."
2: I'm like, "Get behind me, you're not helping." Yeah, but I mean, same exact same exact thing that you did is like, I was like, I need a person who can get me through the next 20 minutes because I'm either going to go into this self-hatred pit. Shame mm-hmm. cycle. Totally. Yeah. And then maybe not preach again, which that would be the devil's you know win yeah. out of that situation but that's what
1: he does he tried to bombard you with discouragement to where you are literally removed entirely from yeah. your purpose mm-hmm. yeah. so I, I know this is not something we need to harp on because i think there's a lot of discouragement out there but this is a tactic of the enemy would really be discouragement what i wrote in my notes is discouragement defined as a loss of confidence or enthusiasm or dispiritedness is mm-hmm. your spirit has literally been like taken from you almost mm-hmm. it is so heavy it is a weight that Really, you can't carry by yourself, but really we say this all the time. You can't become your best self by yourself. You got to learn how to share those burdens mm. and share your burdens with one another. Scripture talks about so discouragement will be a major scheme of the enemy. Here'd be a second one. Pastor Keaton, I know you're going to have some s- to say on this. Here we go. Deception, yeah. deception. Yep. Here's here's a definition. The act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. Mm. So you think it's true, but it's actually. A lie.
0: It's actually a lie. And like the devil deals in strongholds of lies. Mm. Like he yep. is a liar. If I could get people to understand one thing about the devil, um, is that he is a liar and that your ideas about what is true, good and real, like matter a lot, mm. yeah. um, because it will orient your entire life. Mm. Um, and it will separate large people groups. And you were like, how did we even get here? Right. And he will, um, man, he will twist words. He will redefine words. Um, he will make sure that like something sounds true, even though it's not, that will lead you just down a little bit. of Yeah. A little half truth. I think yeah, is what yeah, he yeah. does a lot. He does half truths a lot. And then he's really good at normalizing sinful ideas or sinful desires. Um, so that you're not even shocked when you see something that would in a different era or a different time be like appalling. So you're basically saying what he does is through deception, he yep. desensitizes people. He dis Yeah.
1: So it becomes a that. social norm. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, well, I mean, you just accept that as truth. Yes. Yeah. So you got to be so, so careful with the things that you're listening to, which is why you need a filter mm-hmm. and a filter through the word of God to mm-hmm. know what is coming into your spirit and what's not. Because you feed it with garbage and what's going to come out? Garbage. Yeah.
2: What would you say are things that Satan lies about that we need to be mindful of? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the first one I would say is Satan's for sure going to lie to you about who you are. Identity. Mm-hmm. About yep. your identity. I was going to say
1: identity yep. and destiny. Yep. Yeah. Yeah yeah who you are and where you're going yep uh, my opinions from what i see from my own personal experience from what i see through scripture i'd say mm-hmm. those would be the two things that he lies about the most is who i am my value comes from what i do which is yep. a total lie mm-hmm. my value doesn't come from who i am uh whom i love by and mm-hmm. purchase from yep. um and then destiny Ooh. where i'm going
0: Satan likes to lie in such a way that he takes what is valuable and makes it invaluable. Mm. Yeah. So sex is another great example. We're going to talk about it. We, we are going to talk about it. It's a very sacred gift totally. that he has tried that he has normalized and desensitized to to make it just common, mm. normal, um, through any means possible. So that something that should be protected and held sacred. Things that are valuable and held sacred, you protect. Mm, That's so why the good. Mona Lisa is in its own little thing at the Louvre. Um, His own little thing (laughs) Yeah his own little like glass box I mean it's like this big It's like And then the seat It's huge Um He he wants you to think things are just normal Mm. when they're not. They're actually unbelievably valuable. So good. Mm -hmm. good.
1: John chapter eight verse forty four says we've referenced it, but I want to read the scripture. You belong to your father, the devil, and you won't carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's a lot of lies in that one scripture. So there's clearly an emphasis because I heard this said one time about scripture. Uh, whatever is stated in scripture is important. Whatever is repeated is imperative. It's mm-hmm. it's crucial. Mm-hmm. So literally says, "There's no truth in him. When he lies, he's speaking his native language, for he is a liar and he is the father of lies." So you got to be careful with what you're receiving as truth. Be so careful and cautious with that. We got to keep moving. Satan schemes, discouragement, deception. Number three, damage. Mm. Damage both physical spiritual and emotional trauma uh this is one of satan's schemes is he will bombard you physically he would try and hurt you physically emotionally uh, most importantly spiritually and damage can be something something that thwarts us from our destiny and our identity so mm. much yeah so much
0: it's almost like he knows you've got a cut on your arm and he just keeps like <laughs> yeah
1: pour it. salt on a wound over
0: and over and over again mm. um yeah he's He's a schmuck. He'll come for you when you're weak, man. I can't stand him. I can't stand him.
2: I think a lot of the reason that, um, I mean, I think he damages us for a lot of obvious reasons. But I think ultimately Satan's trying to steal our worship to get Mm. us to worship anything but God. Mm. And if we're broken enough, Mm. we will worship that brokenness real fast. We can become obsessed Mm -hmm. with the parts of us that aren't measuring up, Mm -hmm. obsessed with the wounds from our childhood, obsessed with the things that people say about us, the lies that have been spoken about us. And we're naturally drawn to see what's wrong. Like Our eyes and our minds are naturally, constantly pointing towards what's wrong in our own lives. And I mean, I've been stuck in seasons where I'm just absolutely obsessed with my own brokenness mm. with my own Shortcomings. I mean, it's yep. insecurity. That's what yep. it is. And so I think a lot of the time uh, satan is breaking us down just enough yep. to get us to Obsess over Ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, let's move on to the last one, which would be discourage uh, distraction So we got discouragement deception damage and distraction Uh, I think about the story of uh, Samson and Delilah. Mm -hmm. Samson was born a deliverer. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to really redeem, deliver Israel. But what did the devil orchestrate? He orchestrated a woman coming into the picture named Delilah. Now I'm Mm -hmm. not saying a woman is a distraction. Make no mistake about it. I am saying that this was divinely orchestrated though, that through uh, Delilah's distraction, which was money, she needed money and she was enticed by it. And then, Mm Uh, The Philistines orchestrated her to find out the secret of his strength. What happened? Mm -hmm. He got distracted and eventually he got his vision removed from him. Mm. This is what happens so often with people is because of a distraction that the devil orchestrates behind the scenes. What happens is they either lose time now we believe that God can redeem all time praise God Uh, But they lose time or they just get lose they get lost in their purpose They get lost in their brokenness like Whitney was just saying Mm -hmm. so distraction is such a tool of the enemy Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, and he'll get you to focus on like what seems good and important but not what's best um if he uh, my youth pastor used to tell us all the time if he can't make you bad he'll make you busy mm. Mm. and busy doing like stuff that feels like a, a treadmill you're running real fast not going anywhere not going you're anywhere. not actually being effective. still in the same spot yeah you got like checklist you got you checked off all the stuff but you haven't actually advanced anywhere he, he's very very good at that or he will um i've seen this one happen a lot you get somebody on a path that they know is from the lord and, um, something sneaks in. They're like, Oh, I think God's directing me this way when it's like, Oh, that's actually taking you away from what God had said earlier. Um, cause he, he likes to just kind of whoop pull you just a little bit differently. And what he can do with this, with, um, if you are distracted is keep you kind of like, like Israel going in circles. Hmm. Cause you're like you just keep making these right hand turns and you're like, Oh man, I went back. And, and what this.
1: should be days he can keep you stuck there for decades
0: for yeah. decades. Yeah yeah mm.
2: so good yeah i think it often this happens to young people because we are desperate to fix our own lives and we're desperate for this like quick yeah. fix and being a follower of jesus is not a quick fix mm, no because like, it's so, hard transformation it's yeah, so work it's slow <laughs> transfer i mean your your spirit is transformed and saved in a moment but sanctification takes time Mm. and especially in 2023 like this quick fix culture like if i had a bad day i can fix what my brain is focusing on with 15 minutes of doom scrolling on TikTok. And suddenly I'm very quickly Describe fixed. doom scrolling
1: real quick for those that might you know, not be familiar with it. We're like going to go
2: into it in a couple. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Keaton. Doom scrolling is just where you log on to something and you find yourself still there an hour and a half later because you have just be- kind of gotten into this like vortex of entertainment and this quick feedback of social media. Mm. Huh. Um, yeah, it's a term that's used a lot in the mental health space. Uh, but yeah, I think... Uh, it takes time, and we don't like that. And and undeveloped brains, so for young people, that's like your whole life before you're 23. Mm. Um, we have a hard time with delayed satisfaction, mm. delayed gratification. We want it to happen Because we want right it instantly, now. yeah. 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 Um, but I think people who don't grow up get stuck in that for their whole life. Totally. <laughs> their whole life.
1: And this is what we want to do. We want to save... We want to save decades of time for you yes. so you don't get lost. Um, I want to, the youth pastors come out. Lost in the sauce.
2: Lost in the sauce. <laughs> we don't
1: want you to get lost by deception, by discouragement. And so this is why we're doing a series like this. So let me give you the framework of what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks and the next couple of episodes. We're going to be talking through uh, screens and substances. Where it's going to go through that. Spirituality and kind of the new age universalist practices of this culture right now. And then even we're going to talk through sex. And so we want to do this for the next few episodes. So I need you to stay tuned. But first we talked about the devil's schemes. This is what he does. He uses discouragement, deception, damage, and distractions. But here would be the solutions that I want to provide for you quickly. Is I want us through this series to increase in this discernment. Number one which is the ability to recognize a pattern and the wisdom to make an adjustment. We all need to grow in our discernment to be able to discern what is right, what is wrong, what is foolish, what is evil, and what is wise. We want you to be able to grow into discernment. But the second would be your doctrine. And so we're going to give you a lot of scripture. These are going to be great study tools for my small groups that are watching this. We're going to give a lot of scriptural references over the next few weeks, particularly because we don't want to see you get lost into empty philosophies and foolish deceptions that culture is teaching our people. And so if you call yourself a follower of Jesus and a Christian, somebody that wants to imitate the way Jesus lived, walked, and talked, Well, then you need to understand what he said, first and foremost, and how he modeled his life. Mm -hmm. And so doctrine is going to be so key and critical for you to walk forward into this Christian path and really advance the kingdom in this world. So So discernment, doctrine, and then also disciplines. And so daily disciplines, daily practices that you implement every single day that you can see fulfilled in your life. And you're going to see fruit and you're going to see good fruit as a result of that. Any final thoughts?
0: No, excited. So So, we're gonna have an
1: awesome series. I need you to lean in. All the smoke coming to you in the next couple weeks. Thanks so much, guys. As always, we don't fear the future. We We pioneer it.
0: Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from the Five Away podcast. If this episode helped or impacted you in any way, we would love for you to subscribe, leave us a like, rating, or review. If you have something you would like for us to talk about, we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel or messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. Last thing, if you enjoy this podcast and want to see what it's like to be at an actual 508 service, visit our social media pages and search for the 508 or click the link below for all of our YouTube viewers. And until the next time, remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.